0: So the Baltimore Orioles need a starting pitcher. The Milwaukee Brewers have a few of them and maybe somebody that they might trade. So Brandon Snide joins us here on the pod. It's a Locked On Orioles, Locked On Brewers crossover coming up next.
1: You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Connor Newcomb, host of Locked on Orioles, joined by Brandon Snyder, the host of Locked on Brewers here on the network and uh, a little Brewers-Orioles crossover for the first time here. And Brandon, first of all, welcome to the network. Thanks for coming on and uh, we're going to talk some trades today.
1: Yeah, thanks for for having me. You know, it's the, well, I wouldn't say the middle of the winter, but I mean, we're getting there up in in Milwaukee here and it's a doom and gloom. It's cloudy. It's like dark by four o'clock in the afternoon. So I tell everybody, it's just it's 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 a great thing to get away and talk about baseball because when you think about baseball, you think of warmer, better times, especially here in Milwaukee, and hopefully into twenty twenty three that comes to fruition for us Brewers fans.
0: Yeah, and and you know, hopefully the Orioles hoping for better things. Obviously, the O's are the big turnaround story of twenty twenty two. You know, up to a winning season, added thirty one wins off their total from twenty twenty one, but. It's been quite a disappointing offseason for Baltimore so far. There was talks of, of liftoff. They were going to increase the payroll, all these things. They basically added four veterans on cheap one-year contracts. The only pitcher they've added is Kyle Gibson. He's basically a five-starter at this point in the majors. And those fans are hoping for another starting pitcher. And, and we're chatting because the Brewers are an interesting spot. They are certainly not tanking. They have... I think no one would argue that they they have added to the roster. They haven't made the big splashes, but they've certainly added to the roster mostly this offseason. And in a division where, yeah, the Cardinals are good, but I think it's still winnable with the talent that Milwaukee has. I kind of want to start by gauging, like, what what phase are the Brewers in right now? Like, are they in between? Because they're not sellers, but they're certainly not, you know, in the Verlander, Correa, Trey Turner sweepstakes at the moment.
1: Yeah, and it's an interesting question you bring up there because there's been some confusion over the past week with the fan base, with the front office, and with the ownership. So Mark Antanasio, who is the principal owner for the Milwaukee Brewers, has gone on record multiple times saying that he will not be involved in the decision-making process with free agents or trades uh, prior to new president of baseball operations, Matt Arnold, who was that position was held by David Stearns just about three months ago before he walked away. Um, There was... A, a Colton Juan trade, apparently that was on the table with the Boston Red Sox. That Mark Antanasio came in and put his hand down and said, not happening. Uh, what that trade entailed, we don't really have all the full details. Some prospects here and there, I would assume. Um, but you're in, I think we're kind of caught in the middle here for the Milwaukee Brewers fans. And When I started picking up the Locked On Brewers podcast, my theme for the first week or two was more questions than answers because truly, we don't know. As a, as a fan base, as people that cover this team day in and day out, you have a all-world you know all world starting pitching rotation with Corbin Burns, with Brandon Woodruff. Freddie Peralta is your number three. You signed Wade Miley recently to a one-year deal. You're back into the bullpen. You see a, a trade last year that was just so confusing, man, and the timing was just ridiculous. I mean, you're talking about Seven and one following the all-star break. You're riding into the division. You're looking good. And you trade away your best reliever in in franchise history and Josh Hader. And it just kind of sent a weird message from there on on until here we are now. And then you get into this offseason and there's more trades than free agents, which is not surprising if you're a Milwaukee's Brewers fan. William Contreras, I think, was their big splash for this year. I think that's a guy where you look at your future, 24 years old, I believe he just turned 25, actually. I mean, four or five years of control. Uh, you know, All-Star last year got called up in late April. So he's a guy that you can build your team around. But if you look at the Milwaukee Brewers as a whole, you know, as an organization, I don't think they know where they're at right now because they don't know what to do with Corbin Burns. And they don't know what to do with Willie Adamas. What are they going to do with Brandon Woodruff? They can't afford all three. They might not be able to afford one. And, and that's where they're at right now because – of the way the pace is structured and the
0: shortstop market is absolutely
1: exploded this off season.
0: Yeah. And, and the Orioles have a shortstop too, in Jorge Mateo who probably wouldn't have been as valuable, but then you look around and you say, Oh, all four big shortstops are gone. <laughs> teams still yeah. need them. And I think teams are calling about Adamas. I think teams are calling about Mateo a couple teams that are in that same spot, two teams that have both uh, traded away Josh Hader at, at points in time as well. Of course the Orioles drafted Josh Hader before trading him as a prospect, but you mentioned some of the pitchers, and it's it's a deep rotation that Milwaukee's got, and that's kind of why we're having this conversation, because I, again, we'll talk about Corbin Burns. Maybe the Orioles would pull off some miraculous package to go get an ace, but I think they're more looking for somebody's depth guy who would be the Orioles' number three or four starter that would make their rotation better heading into next year. And you mentioned Burns, Woodruff and Peralta. It's one of the best top threes in baseball, but behind it, you've also got Wade Miley, as you talked about. And then you've got, you know, all these guys who are definitely major league caliber starting pitchers and Eric Lauer and in Adrian Hauser and Aaron Ashby. I know a lot of people like Ethan small as well. And so you got all these names, you just can't put them all in the rotation. <laughs> so as the Brewers go along in this off season, I think there's a good chance they'll trade at least one of them. Like the top three are their own animal and and I doubt Freddie Peralta is getting traded. I mean, he's got the best contract. He's locked up for a while, but let's start with Burns and Woodruff. What, what would you put the chances on those guys getting traded? I know they've got two years left to team control, and then they get really expensive. What, what would you put the odds on this offseason There being a trade.
1: I don't think the Milwaukee Brewers, the the ownership, the front office is close in contract negotiations with Corbin Burns. And if you're a front office, if you're, running a job, you're in charge of running an organization. In this case, Matt Arnold, you're looking at a guy like Corbin Burns, Cy Young award winner can be the ace on pretty much any rotation out in the major leagues. You got to look at what your return on investment could be, right? You got two years of control. What do you get for a package for Corbin Burns? Now, what do you get for a package at this year's trade deadline? Or what do you get in maybe next year's offseason? Uh, you know, hot stove season. And I think that for Matt Arnold, he's got to make that decision. And I think that decision's going to come pretty soon. I would not be surprised and I don't like it. You know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've been, I've been on the train of, you need to keep Corbin Burns. You need to pay Corbin Burns. And I'm like any fan, you know, pay them, pay them, pay them. Uh, Willie Adama Brandon Woodruff. I think out of the two, you're more than likely, if you're a Brewers fan going to keep and sign, retain, Brandon Woodruff as opposed to Corbin Burns I just don't think the Milwaukee Brewers are going to be in the year you know the years that he wants or the money he's going to want so the trade possibility is real I mean it is and then you talked about it before you know under back of the bullpen I think Ashby and Small are probably safe right you just well they just extended Aaron Ashby they Ethan Small they just called up really really recent so I don't think they're going to you know let those guys go but then you look at Adrian Hauser, you know, Eric Lauer, who I thought Eric Lauer had a pretty good year last year, 1.5 war, pitched almost 160 innings, you know, just over a 360 ERA. I mean, he, he was pretty solid last year. He's a guy where he's kind of caught in the middle too of where he's going and where the franchise is going And the same with Adrian Hauser. But if you're looking at the big two, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, I think the Brewers are more than likely. Yeah. Again, I would be surprised if they kept one, because I just don't know where we haven't seen them dish out money like this since the Yelich contract. And I think there's a little bit of a worrisome worry, fear, whatever you want to call within the organization of giving big money because of what they saw with the Yelich contract, paying them all that money, which really hasn't turned out to be like a whole lot of money. Now where contracts are heading into major league baseball, but I think Corbin Burns trade possibility.
0: It would not shock me if it happened before camp. So we'll talk about what it might take to get Corbin Burns in a trade coming up in a second, but first, this episode is brought to you by betonline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis here in January. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every game out there. Of course, the NFL playoffs start this weekend with wildcard weekend. Unfortunately, the Packers came up just short. The Ravens are in it against the Bengals. Well, if Lamar Jackson plays or if Tyler Huntley plays, that's going to move that line a whole lot. So check out what it is closer to the game at betonline.net. Plus, of course, the NBA, the NHL, and college basketball going on pretty much every day, all the lines and odds on every game at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, well, you can even find those as well at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're doing a little Orioles and Brewers crossover here. Connor Newcomb host of locked on Orioles and Brandon Snyder, the host of locked on Brewers and Brandon, we just talked about, and I, I think I agree with you with the Burns and Woodruff because it's probably going to take less money to extend Brandon Woodruff. And honestly, Woodruff is not the pitcher that that Burns is, but Woodruff has shown some flashes where he is at times as good as Corbin Burns. And maybe it's just a better investment. So the pipe dream for Orioles fans is a trade for Corbin Burns this off season. Now trying to extend him would be a whole different animal because the O's have not spent money on really anyone for the last six, seven years at this point. <laughs> but, you know, if anybody has the prospects and even the major league players to go get the young major league players to go get a Corbin Burns, I mean, it's the Orioles and a handful of other teams. So if Brewers fans, you know, I'm sure 90% of them don't want to trade Corbin Burns, but in your head when you're like, if they've already decided they're going to do it, here's what I have to have. What is the kind of player or even package or just position group that the Brewers have to have in that kind of deal?
1: So right now, I think as far as the farm system goes for the Milwaukee Brewers, and we're going to see a lot of them in the 40-man roster coming up here in spring training, they're loaded in the outfield. I mean, absolutely loaded. So if you're looking at what a potential trade that I would want to see for Corbin Burns. You don't look at, I don't think players right now that are ready to play in the major leagues. Now, I think if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, and if this is how you're going to conduct business, then you got to go about conducting that business. And this is what I've said on the Locked On Brewers. If you're going to go young, play the kids, let them play and give the organization, give the fan base that, you know, notice that this is the way we're going. And I'm going to talk about bringing in, you know, a Gunnar Henderson is that the number one prospect for the Oreos. You know, Colton kowser I mean, they're loaded right now for the Milwaukee Brewers in the outfield. So, like, the outfield depth is probably pretty good. But they don't have anybody in third base. They have one prospect in single high A at second base and Tyler Black. Bryce Terrain is, is is coming up this year, who they're projecting to play at second base. But then what happens with Willie Adamas? You know, is that a trade where – a Jackson Holiday, for example, could fill in that void because if you can't sign Willie Adams, and all signs are pointing that's probably not going to happen, especially with uh, the money that has been dished out in the free agent market for shortstops, like we talked about earlier. Then that's a guy that could possibly fill in. So if you're looking at a complete roster, third base, shortstop, maybe first base, you know. But again, I'm not going out there and requesting in my opinion that guys that are ready in the major leagues now because I don't think you're going to be ready to compete now if you're giving up on a Corbin Burns or a Brandon Woodruff or a Willie Adamas and I know that you know the the NL Central is up for grabs but that does winning the NL Central guarantee you do anything else after that I mean are you competing with the Mets are you competing with the Braves maybe the Phillies probably not not in the National League the Dodgers you know I you're just at some point, you got to hit the reset button for the Milwaukee Brewers, and I've said it before on my podcast: this is the greatest run, the golden era, the golden age, however you want to coin the phrase for Milwaukee Brewers baseball. For the last six years in the playoffs, that hasn't happened <laughs> since the '80s. I mean, it's been it's been a heck of a run, and they've done it in different ways, right? Young players, prospects, free agents, midseason trades, but now you know the money is getting a little out of control in the major leagues. And, 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 and if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, and you're 27th in the market size in major league baseball, you got to pick how you approach, you know, going forward. And I think going young loading up on
0: prospects and, and it sucks because I don't like it, but that's just the reality of major league baseball. Yeah. And, and, and from the Orioles side, you know, I've argued this and have gotten some pushback from Orioles fans. I've said, I am perfectly happy to throw Jackson holiday into a trade that would get Corbin Burns and people have pushed back and said, you just picked him number one overall. He's, you know, he just turned 19 years old. He's supposed to be this star. But to me, with how the Orioles are operating, if if you want to really consider the O's possibility of trading for Corbin Burns, which we're doing right now, the Orioles who haven't really spent money on anyone and really love their prospects, if they're going to give up what it takes to get Burns, maybe it's a package of like Holiday and a couple other younger guys to go get Corbin Burns. You're only making that trade. Mike Elias as GM is only getting the permission from the Angelos family to make that trade. If the Angelos have said, hey, you know what? The first money we spend in this rebuild is going to be the Corbin Burns extension. Now, you can't guarantee you're going to still get him, but you get two years to negotiate with him while nobody else can once you make that trade. and, And a lot of people say, why would you give up Jackson Holiday for a guy you're only going to have for two years? The O's might not be ready to win a World Series in the next two years. I think that's fair. They probably won't be. But the Orioles are not making – it's almost not worth having this conversation if you don't think the O's are going to extend them because they're only making a trade like this if they have plans to at least make a competitive offer to Corbin Burns, which kind of takes me to the next part of this because all the signs the O's have shown, their ownership group is suing their own family and is just fighting and not paying attention to the baseball team right now. And because of that, that's why the other day I tweeted out that Maybe a guy like Adrian Hauser, especially after the Brewers brought in Wade Miley, basically a probably a better number five pitcher, you could argue right now for their rotation. I think so. A a guy like Adrian Hauser, I think makes a lot of sense for the Orioles. Now, in the same sense, he is, you know, a free agent after 2024, like Burns is, but you know, you're paying uh, three and a half million for him next year, maybe five million the year after. And if he works out for you, the extension for Adrian Hauser is not $100 million plus. The extension for Adrian Hauser is a nice you know, 10 $12, $15 million a year, maybe for three or four years, and you get a nice pitcher in your rotation. So when you look at the Hauser and the Eric Lauer part of this that, that we threw in as well, because he's kind of in that same boat, I know you talked about infielders. The Orioles have a lot of infielders and younger guys. But would your ask be different in that trade? Because if you're trading away Hauser and, and keeping Burns – I don't think that's a signal that the brewers are rebuilding or throwing in the towel or anything. No, I don't think
1: it is either. But I think if you look at, you know, where the Milwaukee Brewers, I'm just going to rattle off some names because this is right now they're starting in within their starting rotation, right? Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. We know Adrian Hauser. You mentioned him. Uh, 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 What's his name? We just talked about Aaron Ashby. He's in there. (laughs) Jason Alexander, uh, Jason junk. We talked about uh, Wade Miley. I mean, at some point, something's got to give if you're the more and depth is great. Depth's important, you got to have it. Injuries are going to happen. It's a part of the game. And we all are aware of that with Ethan Smalls in there as well. But at some point, these something's got to give if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, man. You're not going to go in there with 20 starting pitchers. And that's right now what you're looking at for the Milwaukee Brewers. So I think at some point, something's got to give. Now, what gives and what happens is going to be a very telling, you know, for the organization, for the fan base, because if you go into 2023. And right now, I don't know how Fangraphs has the Brewers at 90 wins. I'm still sort of scratching my head. They clawed at 86 last year, and it took a, you know, a historical start uh, to get to 86. And, and I don't know if they're a better team than they were a year ago. I, I think they're pretty much even. But nonetheless, um, if you go into 2023 without Brandon Woodruff or without Corbin Burns, what does that do for the rest of that rotation? Because it's going to put pressure on guys that, Necessarily, Aaron Ashby, Ethan Small, that haven't had that opportunity to become an everyday starter in Major League Baseball. So, I think for you guys, for the if you're a Baltimore fan, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mess with Adrian Hauser or or, uh, Eric Lauer. I mean, I wouldn't because I think right now the price is right. If it's right, you can absolutely get Corbin Burns or a Brandon Woodruff. Because I just don't think that. And let me ask you this question because I've gone back and forth with listeners on my show that do not like the idea of keeping Corbin Burns. What does a contract look like for Corbin Burns? Prime of his career. Money is just, I mean, it is like, we're talking about like crazy money, right? I mean, you, you, you're you just, I mean, it's it's skyrocketing right now. I said, you know, five years, 160. I, that's probably not enough. And if you're the Milwaukee Brewers,
0: I don't think they're going to go over. I don't know about Baltimore. they not going to go over five years. Yeah. And it's tough because... You try to compare it to the pitchers who signed this year, and, and age-wise, right. Carlos Rodon would be the same. Yep. But also – That's the one I compared it to, yep. You know, Rodon has more of an injury history, and sure. Burns has been better than Carlos Rodon. Every single year, I mean, Burns – You know, Rodon has Without been great. Question. He hasn't been yep. Cy Young level that Burns has been. So you're looking at a guy with less injury history and a better track record than a guy that signed for six years, 162. And again, two years down the road, prices are just going to be more inflated than they are now. So you're looking at a guy in Corbin Burns where we haven't really seen a free agent like this in a couple of years because the pitchers this year were two guys that are still aces in, you know, especially in Verlander, but he's so much older that you're not giving him a six, seven year deal. You're giving him a couple of years at a, at a big average annual value. And then you got a guy like Rodon, who is the age of what Burns would be, but he's got the injury history. I mean, you know, you maybe start to look back at like the Steven Strasburg contract or like the earlier Max Scherzer contract to kind of start to to compare. But I mean, I think the Rodon deal is a starting point. And I think Burns is looking at something closer to like, I would say six years, maybe 200 million is something that he could probably get. I mean, yeah. at least, and especially I, maybe, I that's, agree. maybe that's yeah. what he would get now. I mean, two years from now, maybe that's seven years, 250. I mean, you just don't know at this point. And that's what would worry me for that kind of trade with the O's because they have the players to go get Corbin Burns. Like if the Brewers were shopping him around and saying, we're not going to sign this guy. We're just going to try to get the most we can. The O's have the players, but being willing to sign him and just, I mean, you know, the Angelos have the money themselves, but the money they're willing to invest in the Orioles is just not there to go get a Corbin Burns. And that's obviously a worry in this process as well. That's kind of why I brought up Hauser and Lauer because it's like the O's <laughs> could get that. Burns, <laughs> yeah. but I, I understand the pushback from fans. That's like, you're not going to be able to resign Burns. I get that. My whole thought is that, well, you don't even have the conversation then. if you're going to trade for him, you're trying to extend him, but I get it. It's a little scary because you're like, you're going to give up a lot to get Corbin Burns and he's going to be really good for you for two years, but the Orioles aren't ready to win a world series this year. Now, maybe if they made some more additions, they had Corbin Burns at the top of the rotation 2024, maybe they could make a playoff push. and Maybe that would be awesome. It would be awesome. But are you going to bank on one year, really, 2024, sure. of Corbin Burns, then letting him walk? You probably have to give up a player like Jackson Holiday too, who's a big part of your future. So it, it, it really weighs back and forth. And that's why I kind of asked about Lauer and Hauser, because they're not the sexy names, but they're two guys who I think would help the Orioles win some more games. The, the Burns thing makes complete sense, because if they're trading Burns, they're getting young guys, and they're like, hey, we still might win some games this year without Corbin Burns because we have depth, but let's start to reload that next good Brewers team. Whereas they say, you know what, we've got our five rotation locked in, and we just think Eric Lauer is our sixth best pitcher, and maybe we could trade him for somebody who helps us on the margins right now. Would If they're looking for, you know, would they be looking for like a triple-A type player? Would they be looking for a young major leaguer in that kind of deal? Like if that deal went down, it was, you know, maybe only a few players involved. And it was just like, we're trading from the margins because we have depth. How different do you think that return would look like? Because the O's do have some some young players where like maybe a one-for-one one swap would work as well. Yeah, and I think you could see that. I, you know, I don't think it's
1: going to, I don't think it's really going to take a whole lot if you're the Milwaukee Brewers to, to pull off an Eric Lauer. And or Adrian Hauser deal, and if you're taking the two, if you're an Orioles fan, I would tell you right now, take Lauer or Hauser. I like Hauser, just wasn't healthy last year. Didn't have the best of his stuff. Dealt with a lot of minor, like nagging injuries that were just annoying. Um, but I think if you're looking at the two for either one, like I said, I would take Lauer. But if you're going for either one, I don't think it's going to cost a, a whole lot. You know, a a utility. The Milwaukee Brewers love their utility players. Like you look at you look at Craig Council if they can play one or two, maybe three or four different positions, they're a fit in Milwaukee. So if you could find a guy where, you know, a third, say a third baseman or a second baseman, maybe a first baseman or utility type player where you can plug and play at multiple positions, come off the bench, maybe go in the outfield here and there because Christian Yelich has dealt with some injuries. Jesse Winker, you get in the Colton Wan trade. We all know his injury history is pretty extensive, especially last season. So they're an old, you know, the, the Milwaukee Brewers are, are sort of transitioning here, right? They've been a a veteran led uh, older team, starting in about well, it was about 2018, right? Mustakis and Grandal and Yelich and and Ryan Braun, and they started evolving a little bit and getting older. And those guys, you know, obviously went into free agency and left. Ryan Braun retired. Christian Yelich is now entering. I think it's his 31st birthday, 36, in the mid early 30s. So they're they're transitioning. So a younger. You know, high double A, maybe low triple A, type player for the Milwaukee Brewers, and a guy that's probably not going to crack your top fifteen. You know, prospect list uh, of your top thirty, but somebody that you know is 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 able to play multiple positions
0: for a guy like Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser is easily attainable, I think. So let me throw out a name here and, and get your thoughts, because this is a guy I've been doing a couple of these episodes, talked with a, a Marlins person, talked with a, a Mariners person, two teams that have a little bit of depth in their starting rotation. Sure. And we mostly did talk about not really the aces. Like I wasn't trying to get Sandy Alcantara from <laughs> the Marlins. I was trying to get like Jesus Lazarda like, you know, their they're, they're number four starter, And a guy I keep thrown out there and keeps at least getting positive feedback is Ramona Rios he would be signed through 2026, which, I mean, the Brewers would love. He's not even at arbitration yet, so he'd be super cheap. He just won the Gold Glove at third base in the American League. He also plays a great second base, and he can play shortstop. He came up as a shortstop. You know, just wasn't enough playing time there. He'd get to play with his brother, Luis Arias. That'd be a pretty cool middle infield that the, the he'd Brewers probably take. take... His, he'd probably take his starting position. Yeah, they, at least to have the two of them <laughs> Little <teammates>. family drama. <laughs> yeah, at least the two of them be teammates would be cool. I mean, he's 28 years old. Again, you know, you'd have – four years of control of him, and listen, he's not the greatest hitter in the world, but he's been an above league average hitter all three years that he's been in the big leagues, and again, he just won the gold glove at third base in the American League, and, you know, he only hit 248, but he did hit 16 homers, and he hit 279 last year, so he's still a guy who plays and I still think can get better with the bat he's got some numbers where he hits the ball into the ground way too much and when he does lift the ball he becomes a way way better hitter so do you think the Brewers would jump on that because the O's would be giving up four years of a player but the thing with Ramon Arias he's almost not as valuable to the Orioles as he is to other teams because the Orioles have the likes of Gunnar Henderson in the big leagues and they love Jorge Mateo. And then they have all these guys in AAA, Jordan Westberg, Connor Norby, and Joey Ortiz, who are all in their top 10 prospects are all, have already put up good numbers in AAA, could all potentially be ready for the big leagues this year and are all infielders. And the O's just can't play all these guys. So I wonder if someone like that could get a deal done like this.
1: I don't, I, don't, I don't see why it wouldn't, to be quite honest with you, because I think that if you're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers right now and how they're currently constructed as we stand right now today, third base is the most, in my opinion, glaring need, right? And if you, can, if you have the ability to pick up a gold glover, now I get it. The offense isn't where you want it to be, but is it there with his brother Luis? No, it's not, and he's not a gold glover. So you would be upgrading, it, in my opinion, for Ramon, and then you yeah, look at, so third base is probably the most glaring need, Second base is up for debate because the Milwaukee Brewers are bringing up one of their highly touted prospects in Bryce Terrain, but it's kind of undetermined on exactly hasn't played a whole lot at second he's mostly a shortstop so I guess we'll see uh, going into spring training how he looks at second but yeah I think that's an absolute I would do that right now in a a heartbeat uh, without thinking twice about it because I think you're upgrading defensive position Uh, and again you want a power bat at third base like that's the you know that's the goal everybody wants a Justin Turner you know a guy that can hit 20 30 home runs but again you're not going to be able to do that with where you have right now in Luis Urias and if that means you've given up your because let's be honest Hauser and Lauer right now are probably you're going in with Woodruff Burns Peralta probably Ashby they might not even crack the top five yeah, in I mean, your rotation. You put Miley you know in there
0: too. They could be lower. Like, and and Miley, yeah. Miley.
1: I mean, they might not even, I mean, honest to God, they might not crack the top six, seven, <laughs> uh, spot so yeah without without a doubt I would absolutely do that trade
0: yeah and I like Eric Lauer better than Hauser I just I put out Hauser the other day because I feel like he probably would have been the cheapest option so maybe the O's could like you know they wouldn't have to give up one of their better prospects to get him but Lauer I like he's kind of got that funky delivery he's got that good fastball he's a lefty which the Orioles really do need in their rotation they need a strong lefty in there they got some good righties Um, and I think that could help it and the Arias thing is funny too because you know the Arias brothers Luis was like the can't miss prospect and Ramon was playing in the Mexican league. And <laughs> I think both of us agree right now. I think Ramon might be the better player at this point. Oh, I think is, he is. Which is, yeah, I think he is wild if you would have told somebody that a couple of years ago. But Luis, they could upgrade. He, Lu, Luis has his
1: moments. He, he's a, you know, they they experimented with him at shortstop before they had, that. The big reason they traded for William Thomas is because they had Luis at shortstop. He was a part of the um, the Trent Grisham trade uh, with, uh, San Diego and they just, he just struggled, man. I mean, he struggled so bad. It's funny about it is Eric Lauer was in that deal as well. Um, he just struggled. They five errors over the course of three games. And they were just like, all right, like we, we got to go do something. They went out and got Willie Adamas. They, they moved Luis around. He's played second. He's played third. Obviously he's going in Is
0: projected to play third base, but I, I do think Ramona is right now the better player. Yeah. It's funny. But, Last thing we'll get to, Brandon, before we wrap up, I mean, I do think the Orioles are trying to trade for a starting pitcher. I don't know if they're trying to trade for the Corbin Burns type. I mean, obviously they'll, they'll try, but I don't know how hard they're trying knowing they might not want to sign him. But I do think they're going to trade for somebody. They just, the Orioles have too many infielders and the Brewers have too many starting pitchers. So this might work out because the O's need starters and the Brewers need infielders. That's why I want to do this episode. But your, your your gut reaction to this as we wrap up, when... The Brewers take the field on opening day. Will they have already traded away one of their starting pitchers in the offseason before opening day?
1: Yeah, I, I do believe that. And I hate to say that, trust me, because I've been on my podcast, Locked On Brewers. And I've said, if you're serious about winning, right. And this ownership has said that we're about winning the front office, president of baseball operations before that was David Stearns. Now it's Matt Arnold, both the same person essentially worked together for the last 10 years have said it. We are here to win now. We're not doing this rebuild. We're not doing the the retool. But at some point, something's got to give, right? You're pushed up against the wall. You either fight or flight. You know, you got to figure out something. And I think if you're the Milwaukee Brewers and you're looking at where the market is right now, trending for starting pitching, talked about the Rondon deal. For and I think and we both agreed that Corbin Burns is, is above him. You're not going to be able to do that, right? You're, you're you're just and you should be able to because I think. All owners have the ability, if they want to, to be able to do it. But I think the Milwaukee Brewers owner uh, Marquette Nasio, I think he's scared. And I don't—I don't mean that as a disrespect. I think that he did what he did, and he made the right call with Christian Yelich winning MVP in 2019 or in 2018. Probably would have won it in 2019 if he not had that freak knee injury. And then he signed him to a big contract extension, which you didn't think you would be able to do if you're a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Then they did it, and then he—they seen him just completely fall apart. And I think the Milwaukee Brewers have that fear, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff, but I don't think they're going to be able to shell out 25, 30 percent of their payroll to one player that we see every five days. So I, I absolutely think that one or both will be gone. I'm, I'm anticipating it being Corbin Burns because I think the the allure, you know, the attraction to a Corbin Burns is you have two years of control, you know, for a trade. You know, if you're going out to a Baltimore or Oak, you know, I'm going to say Oakland because we don't know what the heck they're doing. Or you know, name a team that's looking for starting pitching, and they're like, here's a guy, two years of control. You know, if you're in win now mode, you know, if you're the Braves, the Dodgers, you know, whoever, name a team, you know, this is a, this is an attraction, a very attractive piece for you, especially at eleven and a half million dollars with he's projected through arbitration this year. So yeah, I think I think one or both are probably gone, and 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 the feeling in Milwaukee is they're loading up on starting pitching. And like I said it before, something's going, the dam's eventually going to break. Like you keep loading up on starting pitching. What's coming, you know, like it, what's happening? Is it, is it going to be one or the other? I think they have the better possibility, the better reality of signing a Brandon Woodruff, but he's another one. Like, what is his market? You know what I mean? Like it, you know, is he worth, you know, 150? Probably, probably not over a course of five years, but like the market's so weird. It's, it's so up and down and you go from COVID to 2021, and it's kind of evened out a little bit. And then 2022 just completely skyrocketed. And now you're, if you're a small market team like the Brewers, you're
0: just scratching your head because I don't think they know what to do. Yeah, it feels like something's got to give. The Brewers have too many pitchers, the Orioles have too many infielders. Something's got to give as well there. And, and many argue that the Orioles, Infield prospects right now are, are better than the guys on the big league team. So something's got to give and, and maybe a deal. And Orioles fans love talking about the Marlins because the Marlins have all this pitching too. And it's like, oh, both teams are trying to finally win. A trade would be perfect. Maybe the Brewers make more sense than the Marlins. So uh that's what we tried to try to talk through today. But Brandon, this was a good first uh Brewers and Orioles crossover here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh who knows, maybe maybe a deal will be made. Maybe we'll we'll be back here talking about uh, a deal between the Brewers and the O's uh, before opening day, but thanks so much for doing this crossover episode. Thank you. Appreciate it.